Hello, and welcome to another episode of Connect and Convert, the Sales Accelerator Podcast, where every week you learn insider tips, insider secrets to grow your sales. I'm Dennis Collins, and as always, I'm joined by my colleague. Say hello, Leah. Leah Bumfrey from sunny Saskatoon up in Canada. Good to see everybody. Sunny Saskatoon. This is going to be a fun episode. We're going to do something a little yeah. special. We normally don't do this, but we only, when we do do it, it's because we have someone special as a guest. How to win the hearts, money, and loyalty of profitable customers. Wow, that's a big promise. 101 Relational Marketing Principles, Episode 1, A Wizard of Ads Marketing Guide. We know the guy who wrote this. This guy is a colleague of ours. Yes, there it is. That's him. And he's also, no one's perfect, but he's an Aussie. That's okay. <laughs> we love, well said. We love Aussies. Well, let's take him anyway. We'll take him anyway. <laughs> but I like the way he describes himself. I'm an Aussie. I love a good glass of red. Doesn't every Aussie. I love a joke and I like a laugh. I love spending time with my family and friends. I take my work seriously, but not myself. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to you a man who has decided in his life to make a difference. From down under, the man from down under, Craig Arthur. <laughs> Hello. Craig. That <laughs> That that was certainly a big intro. Thank you very much, Dennis, and thank you, Leah. <laughs> well, we're glad you're here. I mean, this, you know, that's tough. We have people on in three different countries, two different continents. I mean, this is oh, that's right. this is hard to arrange. Uh, producer Boomer had to do a lot of stuff to make this work, but I'm glad you're here. Thank you. And it's and Paul might have to put subtitles underneath my um my accent so that yeah, you can understand what I'm talking about. Oh, we love it. We love it. I'm glad I'm not the only one that that's being accused of having an accent today. <laughs> well, thankfully, and you spell no color accent. the same way as I do, so that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, you guys do have a lot in common. Well, again, I must tell you, Craig, I am fascinated with your book from the first copy that you sent me back in uh, late two, uh, 2023. I have just looked at every page. We could do a whole podcast on every page. It's self-contained. Sure. It's complete. Yep. We could do a whole podcast on it, but we don't have time for that. So tonight we're going to have to figure out what to leave out because I wouldn't want to leave out anything, but unfortunately we're <laughs> going to have to leave something out. Okay. 101 principles. Wow. No fluff, no BS. One principle per page. That's what I like. One principle per page with bonuses. Ah, yes special bonuses. Apply a principle to your business, then pick another. Leave aside what you don't like, what you don't need. Love it. Love it. I would like to kind of start off. Uh, some of our viewers, listeners probably don't know too much about relational and transactional customers. I know the first time I heard that concept, I think from Roy Williams back in the dark ages, I said, wow. That explains a lot. I see your book as kind of a manual for relational marketing. So why don't we start with a definition first? What is relational marketing? What is transactional marketing? Why are they different? Okay. Transactional and relational basically come down to, um, well, if you look at customers, 
I I get my hair cut every four weeks for the last 24 years from the one barber or the one hairdresser. Right. I pay more. My wife's always saying, why do you pay so much? And <laughs> it's it's like that is a very relational purchase. I I like the guy. I like the way that I get welcomed, the way that I have my cup of tea there, the way that um, they wash my hair, the way they do everything. And the way I look, I look exactly the same when I come out, 24 years in a row. So I'm willing to pay more because I feel good about this um, business and I, I trust him and I believe he's the best in the business for me. Now, sure. that's that's very much a relational um, purchase. Now, when I go to the shops and I buy um, shaving cream, I tend to buy what's on special. I can, I just, because to me, shaving cream, shaving cream or shaving gel. So I have no feelings towards any particular brand. I'm just looking for, look, they're all going to do the same thing. So I'm just going to buy it on price. Um, so I am transactional. We're not just one way or the other. I'm transactional in lots of things and relational in lots of others. I, I have a Mac, so I'm very much a relational buyer when it comes to computers. Um, There's something that there's... Do you have a Mac, Dennis? Uh, yeah, that's all that I use. That's it. Leah? That's my brand. You... I'm not talking to you guys. I don't have a Mac. My husband never <laughs> He was an IT guy. He's told me all about you Mac people. Man, now that I know that, I don't know if I can continue. This See, is, this is we're, under, a, we're, under, we're under we're under we're under attack, Craig. We're under assault here. Well, <laughs> see, we believe we we stand for something and we stand for what Mac stands for, and it's we're attracted to that. Mac is very much a it well, it used to be the one for creatives, the the computer for yeah. um the people who are a little bit different, they like to do things differently, um, not the boring, boring um um office workers i saw though i saw those ads just to be clear i have an apple phone moving on from the whole computer thing i've got a question for you craig the first time you went to your barber why did you go yes okay now again this 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 comes down to relational because i used to be looking for someone i could trust and i kept going to different people and i wasn't happy but how do we get um word of mouth at work I said, look, I'm looking for a, um, someone to do my hair. And my sales manager at the time said, um, my friends do it. And that's how I ended up there. Because we we tend to trust people that are close to us, don't we? So from a sales perspective, that one conversation led to, I've bought this guy a car with what I've paid for my hair. <laughs> so he has got a small car over the 24 years, but it all came from that one conversation and that, that I trusted my sales manager and, but mind you, they lived up to what, what she told me. Um, so getting back to transactional relational, transactional shopping mode, as I said, we were in both transactional shopping mode is I have no predisposition to any um, business. I'm, I'm just looking for the lowest price or I'm just looking for, it can be convenience um transactional you can just be look i don't like particularly like this fast food um place but guess what it's the only one here so um i'll buy from them but 
Relational is when you're looking for a long-term commitment to a business. That's where my I buy Mac long-term. I've had Macs now for 23 years. Um, so relational is very much, it's a bit like friends. We tend to have friends that we like and trust. Now, Dennis, I met you personally last year and we talked about tennis and we had a connection with tennis. And I liked the way you talked. I liked the way you, um, just your whole demeanor. And I just felt comfortable around you. So to me, that that's a relationship. And I just felt good about being in the conversation with you. So a transactional, my father is an extremely transactional at everything. He just goes for the lowest price. And then he has lots of dramas afterwards. Only from the fact that he always gets the lowest price provider and he gets what he pays for. Um, but I'm looking for someone I like and trust, looking for the brands that I know I feel good about. So a business can be relational, transactional. Um, I worked in radio and I think both of you guys did as well. And Indeed. the company I worked with was very transactional in their staff. They didn't really care about their staff. They were just like cannon fodder. It was, we can just replace you easily. The the um, customers were like that as well. Just sell to them, sell, sell, um, and we'll just get another one if they don't buy. And so that to me was against my values because I was very relational. How can I help these business owners succeed? And so I actually suffered more or less a, like a breakdown. One day I literally cried in my cornflakes because my values of, do you have cornflakes in America? Yeah, yeah, we got cornflakes. They're nothing worse than having soggy cornflakes and especially with tears in them. So I, because why I was crying in my cornflakes was, was really because my values of helping people, long-term commitment, um, delivering what we promise went against the values of the company I was working for. And yeah. that caused stress. That caused me angst. It caused it, it like depression. And so wow. if you're working, I, I just couldn't work there. And that's when I um, actually found Wizard of Ads because I was looking for something. How does this work? And I'm looking for an expert I can trust. And that's how I found the Wizard of Ads company, Roy H. Williams, who wrote the best-selling trilogy. Um, and I went to Wizard Academy, and I know they're a sponsor of your program. And yeah. so I found them very relational um, and a company that, and I've been going back there for now, I've been a partner since 2001. So I've been going there for 24 years, 23, 24 years. You were the first years. partner, actually. Yeah, right? I was the first partner. It was just just timing was... Timing was a good thing. Well, you must Sorry, have Dennis. something yeah. that a, yeah, something that Roy liked. Or you wouldn't. Yeah, it'd have been be more than part. timing, knowing Roy. He yeah, he saw I you as so. being the right person. Yeah. But I well, have, while you're on this, yeah. time, you've you've opened up a bunch of doors that I, I want to try to go in. But but there's one in particular. Let's talk again about relational customers and transactional customers. So I'm a small business owner, and I find that my customers tend to act in a transactional way, okay? Is there anything I can do to either, number one, change them to relational type customers, or can, what is the loss I'm going to suffer if I 
throw them out and go after only relational customers? It is. It's a very good question. And Dennis, just assuming your business, that you said you're in business, you've probably been running advertising that promotes sales and discounts and short-term short-term buys. So you're attracting the transactional mindset customer because they think Dennis is the business where I can go and get a deal. I can beat Dennis. I'm going to um, buy this product cheaper than anywhere else. And I don't care whether Dennis is in business next week. I just want to, I want to win. And so your marketing, that's it. Deals with Dennis. Um, So your marketing is attracting these people. Now, if you want to, as I said, we're all relational and transactional in different, different product categories. But if you change your advertising to start talking in a relational mindset, you'll actually start attracting the people who I call them profitable customers because a relational customer is willing to pay full price. They're willing to keep coming back and be a regular customer. So a lot of the times it happens that the business owner, the messages that are sending out or she's sending out are attracting either relational or transactional customers. Um, look, you can be profitable and make and do well in both categories. So there's in Australia, there's lots of um, electrical, like computer shops, and all they do is just run price, product, sale type oh, advertising. Yeah. Is that the same in the states? It's that's well, typically. We, yeah, we have. Uh, I don't know if they do this in Canada or Australia, but here we have a long list of car dealers, automotive dealers. And of course, they're always the biggest. They're the best. They have the most selection. They have this. They have that. They have everything. Uh, and that's and these guys are in business, Craig, and they make a ton of money. Do you guys have those kind of ads in Australia? Yeah. Now, what happens? The whole category does it. So they all yeah, copy each other. It's a whole category. Yeah, they do. The whole category copies each other, and so they all say, "Well, this is the way it's done," and. The, a transactional business, and if you're looking at a transactional relational ad, a transactional ad to me is very much about the price, the product, and the and the business. So we're the biggest, we're the best, and this is the price is very much a transactional because it's it's not customer focused at all unless you want to attract a customer who wants to get the lowest price. Um, so. Right. Yeah, you're just talking about yourself. So transactional radio people, we were told to go out and we just had a proposal with, we are number one in this category, we are this, we are that, we are this. And it's all about the company, not the customer. So that's transactional business. They're focused on themselves and they're focused on the product. A relational business and a relational um, marketing or advertising tends to be people-focused it's focused on creating that relationship. It can be ads that run putting the customer in the ad so that they can see how the the product or service is going to solve their problems, but it's making them the star of the ad. Or it's talking about the business owners, we talk, call them origin stories, um, things that all of a sudden people listen and go, wow, that's amazing. I, I feel good about these people. So that to me is the difference. Most ads in electrical computers and cars tend to be very transactional because 
they think that all customers are like their mindset. Whereas, no, there is the relational customer. Now, you can cause a problem. I think one of the, I don't know the exact um, details, but wasn't it one of the CEOs of Apple went over to a um, a big, um, what do you call it, a department store in America, and he tried to bring in relational customers. But if you try and do it too fast, if you've got a lot of transactional customers and you just change overnight, they're going to go, whoa, what's going on? Because they expect sale, sale, sale. And if you take that away, it can... So it. you ask that question. There is a transition, um, but you'll find that in most categories, by being relational, you'll stand out purely from the fact that everyone else is being very transactional. They just talk about themselves. Indeed. Indeed. It's a process, right? Like it's a process to get there, especially if you've been doing something else. And I think of the title of your book, you're talking about winning loyalty, winning their hearts. Yes, you can make a living hmm. selling transactionally, but that's not where your heart was in writing this book. You're not looking for those hmm. kinds of clients to help them. You're you're looking at the process of let's let's do this because it's the right thing in the right way and take it away from just being about an exchange of money you know, in the cheapest exchange of money, like what your dad experiences, let's do this in a way where we're loyal to each other, where if I know that you are looking for something, I'm going to give you a shout. And if you are looking for something, you're going to call me because you know, I would do that. Yeah. If I have a problem with plumbing or electrical or air conditioning, I've got a guy. And I only saw a meme the other day. When you get to my age, you seem to have a guy for everything. Um, but <laughs> I've got a guy for that, that I trust. And I don't look at price. I don't ask price. I just get him to do it. You do it. Um, yeah. You just do it. So, so, so the, yeah. the transition, though, the transition is tough. It sounds like if you're a transactional business and you say, gee whiz, I think relational advertising and relational customers is a better way to hire profit, you are going to have a painful period, perhaps. There may be some pain in there. We call it. Yeah, it is pain. But Dennis, if you want to get fit or if you want to lose weight or if you want to do anything, there's pain involved, isn't there? There's, um, oh, like we were yeah. discussing tennis. If you want to be very good at tennis, there's a lot of pain and agony and and time involved in making that transition to learning how to play. So we call it in um, Wizard of Ads the chickening out period, which basically is you're running running relational advertising, you're running relational marketing, but what happens, you don't seem to see anything happening. And yeah. you tend to chicken out when you go, well, you know, it's two to three months in and I'm not really seeing any difference yet. I'm spending all this money, but they're not coming in. But it, we always say, look, it's like planting a crop. It's like planting seeds. You don't plant seeds and expect them to pop up the next day. And if they don't come up, you say, well, that's not working. Let's buy some new seeds you know that things take time and it really comes down to product purchase cycle is a big thing that a lot of business people don't understand. If your product, if you are selling mattresses in your um, make a deal with Dennis store, it could be seven years before a person buys a new mattress. Now, naturally you might have three or four bedrooms, so they could be buying three or four in that time. But People are listening to your ads, they're liking your ads, they're hearing your ads, they're feeling good about you, but at the moment they actually don't have a need for a new bed. 
Um, so it does take time. Restaurants see things happen really quickly. Why? Because we eat out all the time. And so product purchase cycle comes into that um, chickening out period. It takes a while for momentum to come ha to happen. But once momentum happens, then it just gets better and better and better. Most people, though, like exercise, like diet, like relational marketing, all pull out because they experience pain and they're not seeing the results they expect right. quick. I like that, the chickening out period. I think you've explained this uh, as well as I've ever heard it explained, and I, I, I appreciate it. You, do, you, you spend a lot of time in the book, for those who are going to run out and get this book, and you should, you spend a lot of time in the book talking about this. And so I highly recommend, because there are 101 principles, we can only talk about a few. But I did want to jump to another one that, that hit me. It's principle number one. And there's the book, Profitable Consumers. <laughs> Principle number one, your North Star, an adventure, the direction you choose. It never moves. It never changes. It's always out of reach. It always drives you forward. You have an interesting story in the book about your North Star. I'd love to hear, I think our listeners and viewers would love to hear that story. And they would also love to hear what the heck is all this about North Star? Uh, why do you need to have it? How do you arrive at it? Do you look up in the sky and meditate or something? <laughs> how does how does that happen? And and tell us your story. Okay, uh, just quickly, my story. We moved around a lot when I was a kid. Dad was with construction, so the first two years of um, the first two years of my schooling, I ended up having like six schools, and I was always the new kid, and I was really scared every time I walked into a school ground. I was um new kid. I got picked on a lot because that's the easy thing to do, pick on the new kid, isn't it? And I was little, yeah. like I'm six, one and a half now, but I didn't grow till after I left high school. Um So I was always, because I was picked on, I think that's where I learned empathy and help towards other people. Because right. Now, when I see other people that need help, you can see in their eyes, just in their manner that they need help or they're, they're on the outer. I like to help those people. And it's that when I say my North Star, I guess my whole life has been devoted to then helping other people and in those days fit in. But as I said in the book, now it's helping them stand out because as you know, in marketing, the job is not to fit in and be like everyone else. The job is to stand out so that for sure. it you make it easy for people to select you um, or to buy from you. But yes. the North Star, when people used to, in the Northern Hemisphere, in the Southern Hemisphere, we have the Southern Cross. So Southern it, just doesn't, it just doesn't have the same appeal as Southern Cross. And the North Star is one that it never moves around. It's always in the same position. The Southern Cross moves everywhere. So it's like, yeah, this is hard. You need to try and find the Southern Cross. But it's a directional pointer. The North Star lines up with the what the um the center of the poles and basically it doesn't move. Mm -hmm. So Christopher Columbus and all the sailors used the North Star as a guide. Because once you leave the harbour, you leave sight of land, what have you got? And in those days, at night, um, you've got the sun through the day, but the North Star is the guide. You can actually use that to keep you on track because the waves and the wind, 
hit you and knock you around. And it's the same in life. The other day I wrote a post about, do you want to be miserable? Do you want to be happy? Now, want to be happy, I said, focus on what you do have, focus on past successes, focus on your achievements, focus on where you're going, focus on the process to get you there, um, and focus on your staff and customers if you're in business. Now, if you do that, that's where you're focusing and where you're looking. But it, it's it's easy to lose lose sight of that. You can have a something happen and you start to feel like, oh, gee, I'm not good enough. And you start to lose track of, no, this is where I want to go. So the North Star is just the direction you want to go. It's guiding you. So I like helping people is just my big North Star. Specifically, it's business people. So how um, does uh, business uh, find its North Star? What What's the pro- I'm sure you've done this with many businesses. How do you do that? It really comes down to, I guess, again, the the values of the business, the what direction does the, the business owner want to go? Because every everyone's got a different North Star. What's Dennis, you're from listening to your podcast, sales and ethical persuasion, which is I love that um you talk about all the time, that is something that's guiding you, isn't it? to do things ethically. You know, you can do the same as we pointed out, and I think he pointed out in, um, how do you pronounce the the, the author of that book? Um, uh, Persuasion. Cialdini. 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 Rob, Robert Cialdini, yeah. Yeah. Now, as he said, you, it's like the force in Star Wars. You can use it for good or bad. So the North Star is, I'm going to use it for good. And if I'm getting off and starting to lose and go bad, no, I'm going back to that. So... You decided to use sales, which a lot of people would probably think, you know, out there are salespeople. They, yeah. they, yeah. So you're following the good, the good, um, the ethical, the do it the right way for the customer. So that, and I, I listened to Leah where it's, um, it should be win-win. Whereas I think Leah, you mentioned in a previous podcast, sometimes if you get too close to a um, client and you're helping them, the radio station might think, oh, you're in their court now. No, you help. It's win-win for both. You can't, you know, you have to have that relate good Mm -hmm. relationship. So I think the North Star is where do you want to go? Now, I don't work with people who have a want to take it to the dark side. Um, I had one client who they came on board and they were in selling selling homes, investment properties. And once I did an uncovery with them and started talking to them, I found this is not ethical or it just, it didn't fit with me. It didn't fit with my values. And I let them That's go. Purely, no. And I thought, I can't help these people, promote these people if I don't believe in them and if I don't um, trust like them. So that's, every business person has got their own, North Star, basically. And it's not, don't confuse it with a destination. The destination is, um, if I'm leaving the harbour, I want to get to America. Um, or if, you know, I want to come to the States, I want to go to Austin to Wizard Academy. That's that's the destination. Um, but they are similar, but a destination sometimes is just can be money in business. Um, whereas a North Star is more value, more... It's always out out of touch. It's always, you can why, never reach it. That That's why it was such a perfect match. The people who are listening and watching and that are attracted 
to this podcast and your, you know, the people that would want to read your book, which is why Dennis and I wanted to interview you. Dennis, I think we have to get um, Craig on again. I think we need another session with Craig just to get into some of the details because oh, we, we, we could yes. keep going here. My heavens, mm. yes. We have just not even scratched the surface. But uh, would you be up for another session, sir? Certainly. Certainly. I don't want to commit to it unless you do. Okay, it's done. <laughs> All right, we're there. We will do I'm another holding session. it here so that people can see it. Wait, which direction do I go? Okay. We, that is the book, The Gentleman from Down Under, with the lovely Australian accent, is Craig Arthur. He is a fellow Wizard of Ads partner, and the book is How to Win the Hearts, Money, and Loyalty of Profitable Customers, 101 Relational Marketing Principles. Every page is a gem. This is Dennis Collins and Leah Bumphrey signing off of this edition of Connect and Convert. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Greg. Thank you.